Hello and welcome to the European Hoops Podcast. We are a Sportsitas presentation. We bring you all the coverage you need of the EuroLeague. We recap and preview all the action and cover all the news surrounding the competition. Join us on this ride and learn more about some of the best basketball played in the world. Make sure you don't miss any episodes by subscribing to the podcast and follow us on Twitter at Itos EuroLeague. This is it, Yoke. The last chance for the teams that are still in the playoff hunt. Ready to preview it? Yes, sir. I'm ready. Let's get to it. Let's break it all down for our listeners. A quick scheduling note. We will release Monday after the end of round 34, the recap of this round. On the Friday of that week, we will bring you a full playoff preview that starts on the, the following week. Let's update everyone on what matchups have impact on the final seeding of this edition of the EuroLeague. Olympiacos needs to win to be first or a loss from Real Madrid and they will be in first place of the standings. Worst case, they will be ending in the second place if they lose and Real Madrid wins. Real needs to win and a loss from Olympiacos to be in first place. If they win and Olympiacos also wins, Real is second. If they lose, they need a loss from Barcelona to be second. Otherwise, they will be ending in third place. Barcelona needs to win and a loss from Real to be in second place. Otherwise, Barcelona will be third. Monaco is the only team heading into the this round with their position in the standings already decided. They are locked into the fourth place. Now, let's get to where the math gets interesting. Partizan, Maccabi, are the locks for the playoff but they can end the, the regular season in 5th to 8th places Fenerbahce, Basconi and Zalgiris are the three teams in the fight for the final two playoff spots so let's break down what can happen Fenerbahce has the tiebreaker advantage against Partizan and Maccabi Partizan has the tiebreaker advantage over Basconi and Zalgiris Maccabi has the tiebreaker advantage over Partizan and Zalgiris. Basconi has the tiebreaker advantage over Zalgiris, Fenerbahce and Maccabi, while Zalgiris has the tiebreaker advantage only over Fenerbahce. While we can have up to five teams tied to win this regular season, to qualify for the playoffs, the math is quite simple. Zalgiris will always need to win. And they qualify if Basconi loses on a tiebreak situation that involves Fenerbahce. So this means that Zalgiris needs to win. If they lose, they are out. And if they win, they need a loss from Basconi or any situation that there is a tie between multiple teams, including Fenerbahce. Basconi will always qualify if they win, while Fenerbahce will qualify if they win but will be out in any scenario where they are part of a tiebreak with both Basconi and Zalgiris. If there is a tiebreak with uh, Basconi, Zalgiris, Fenerbahce, Partizan, Maccabi, or removing any of the, of the two teams of Partizan and Maccabi, Fenerbahce is ending out of the playoffs in the ninth place. For them, the easier way is to win, but they won't have an easy game to play as we are about to preview. In terms of seeding, if all of Fenerbahce, Partizan and Maccabi win They will end 5th, 6th and 7th, respectively. And the 8th place will be decided between Basconi and Zalgiris. If one of those teams lose and both Zalgiris and Basconi win, Basconi would be 7th in a tie with Maccabi or Fenerbahce and 8th on a tie with Partizan. If two of Fenerbahce, Partizan and Maccabi lose, Basconi will be 7th in a tie with Partizan and Maccabi. In a tie with Partizan and Fenerbahce, Partizan will be 6th in both cases and Basconi will be sixth on a tie with Maccabi and Fenerbahce. In all of these cases, Zalgiris could be eighth in any situation where they will be in a tie break with Fenerbahce. 
again. <laughs> if Alo, Fenerbahce, Partizan and Maccabi lose and both Basconi and Zalgiris wins, the final standings will have Partizan in 5th place, Basconi in 6th, Maccabi in 7th, Zalgiris in 8th, and Fenerbahce would be missing the playoffs. But if Basconi loses, Zalgiris could be 7 on a tiebreak with Fenerbahce. That will be 8 in that case. Or 6 in a tiebreak with Maccabi and Fenerbahce. We will need to wait and see what result, what the result will be. So we will try to break down each of these games and try to figure out what are the most likely scenarios from all of these possibilities. Let's start looking into all of the nine games that will happen in this last round of the EuroLeague, the round 34. The round starts with a game without playoff implications between Alba and Aswell. Alba has been playing at a higher level than Aswell has. They come into this game with three wins out of their last five games, while Aswell lost their previous 12 games. This game is a clash of styles with Alba liking to play in transition and at a higher pace, while Aswell tries to be more physical and, and slow down the game. Both teams came into this game with uh, the same motivation, that is to end uh, this season of the EuroLeague on a high note. And I will say that Alba playing at home and playing at a higher level right now are favorites to replicate their win from the last time these two teams met back in December. Diogo, what do you expect to see in this matchup and uh, what are the matchup keys on this game without uh, playoff implications? I expect to see Alba uh, getting a win here, um, even though Aswell comes from a game where they scored 100 points. Uh, I doubt that something similar like that will happen again. Uh, I think Alba is just much better offensively and I think the key is between the, those guards. I mean, shocker, right? For me. <laughs> uh, I think Modolo, Jalen Smith, and Nando De Colo on the other side, I think that's going to be pretty interesting. But with Luke Sigma uh, complimenting those guys, I, I just see Alba having a, a better team. And I, I think they're going to win the game. It felt uh, somewhat funny that uh, after breaking down all the possible scenarios for the for the playoffs, we, we went into a game without playoff implications. <laughs> <laughs> but it is how it is. And uh, we want to reach out to all the, all the fan bases and always try to provide uh, good information to our listeners about what to expect from all the games. But let's hit a game that uh, does have big implications and might it will be a very interesting game to follow. After we seeing Red Star beating Olympiacos on the last round, they can give trouble to another team with high expectations and high aspirations for this edition of the EuroLeague. Red Star comes into this game in 10th place. And I believe they will like to end the season with uh, a win at home. Fenerbahce risks being out of the playoffs if they lose this game. And I think Red Star has what it takes to give them a run for their money. But I do expect that uh, once the game is over, Fenerbahce was able to secure this win. Fenerbahce forward will once again be crucial for them to be able to overcome this challenge. And uh, I expect them to once again step up to the occasion. For me, Fenerbahce being able to show some defensive improvements will be extremely important on this game, not only for them to have a shot at uh, dominating this game and avoiding make, making it into, uh, into a fight until the end, but also for them to be able to start building some momentum after their win on the last round. A win will mean that Fenerbahce will win the season in fifth, play, in fifth place. Will they be able to do it, Diogo? Uh, I think they will. Uh... Honestly, I think they will because uh, Red Star doesn't have really big wings, and I think Fenerbahce can can use Nigel Ace Davis and Pierre. Um, 
especially on this game uh, in the post and to try to slow the game down and, and not allow Red Star to, to get stops and, and push the pace, which I think is always the key for Red Star. So I think Fenerbahce is going to be able to counter that. And I, I think they have a good shot at winning this game here. It's not going to be easy, though, because it's on the road and Red Star has been playing pretty well. Uh, but I think Fenerbahce ultimately is the, is the best team. And I think they're going to be able to get this win. We have seen Red Star thriving when they pressure the ball and they cause a lot of mistakes from the, the opposite team. Do you think that Fenerbahce guard depth, even without Wilbekin being available, will be enough for them to keep their turnovers in check and uh, keep them uh, afloat against uh, a feisty Red Star on this game, do you? Uh, I do, I do. Um, first of all, because Ituris is a great coach and I think you will have them prepared for that. And second of all, they have Nick Kalaris, who is a, a true point guard. And I don't think he's going to be bothered by by that. Uh, about the other guards, maybe uh, Carson Edwards is not as experienced. Uh, maybe he can have some trouble. But I think in the end, Fenerbahce will, will be just fine. And I think they're going to get the win. Yeah, I also think that Fenerbahce will end up getting this win. But it can be a highly competitive game. And uh, for Fenerbahce, a win means moving forward to the postseason in fifth place. But a loss might mean that they are out of the playoffs if they end up tied with Basconia and Zalgiris. Let's move on to the next game. And this is a game with implications for the winner of the regular season of the EuroLeague and also for the playoffs. In Greece, Olympiakos will want to lock the first seed in the regular season, but their opponent, Basconia, that is fighting to get themselves a playoff spot and they will achieve that if they win or if Zalgiris loses and they certainly won't want to wait for the result of Zalgiris' game and they will try to put up a fight against Olympiakos and, and get this win. Basconia is on a three-game winning streak at the moment. They are averaging impressive 101.6 points per game in those three games. Olympiacos, on the other hand, lost two out of their last four games where they have been showing some offensive struggles. They they have been slowing down offensively. They are averaging only 78 points per game on their previous five contests. Six points below their season average of 84 points per game. I think this is a good spot for Olympiacos to make a statement win heading into the postseason. For Basconi, they will need to be able to compete defensively to make this a competitive game. And I think that Olympiacos has the tools to take advantage of Basconi defensive um, issues. Can they do it? Can uh, Basconi uh, surprise Olympiacos on the road and uh, get this win that will secure a playoff spot for, for them? I think they can, but, but I don't think they will. Uh, <laughs> I always give Basconi a chance because they have uh, enough firepower to, to be able to beat anybody. And in the first game, these two teams met. It was a, a pretty close one. And Olympiacos needed a, a, a huge fourth quarter to, to turn the game around and to win it. So I'm, give, I'm giving Basconia a chance. But I just think uh, Olympiacos is the better team. And I don't see Basconia having an answer for Sasha. So I think that's going to be the, the biggest difference here. Uh, while Olympiacos does have answers for Darius Thompson, and they're just a pretty good defensive team overall, so they can offset a bit of Basconia's firepower. Uh, the flip side to it is that Basconia doesn't really have those defenders to throw at Olympiacos, so I expect Olympiacos to win the game and to steal the number one seed. And for Basconia, 
it's going to be tough because they're going to have to be waiting for Zagiri's result the day after. I just don't see a scenario where Basconia can get this win, especially now that Olympiacos also needs it to secure the number one spot. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a fun game. I think it can be close. But in the end, I'm giving it to, to Olympiacos. So we expect Olympiacos to close the fight for the first place on, on their own game and not have to wait for a, a loss of Real Madrid that might happen. Later, uh, they will take care of business themselves and uh, end this game with the, the first place secured. These are two of the best uh, home teams in the competition, both with uh, a record of three losses at home. The trail only to Maccabi that has only two losses at home. Bascon especially have struggled on the road in this season with a record of four wins and 12 losses. And I do agree with you. I think that uh, Olympiacos has all the reasons, has the solutions and uh, the roster to dominate this matchup. Bascon can get really hot, as we know, and they can compete with anyone offensively. I just think that uh, this is the, the game for Olympiacos to get back on track and get a statement win that can get get Basconi into trouble that uh, with a loss here they will need a Zalgiri's loss as well to be able to still be in the playoffs once the this round is down but from two of the best uh, home court teams let's move to the best home court in the competition Maccabi they will be receiving Real Madrid these teams will be facing each other in the game with impact for the, the top three in the standings with Real needing a win to lock the, the top two and uh, they still have a shot as, at first as we just spoke about if uh, Olympiacos lose and Real wins Real will be first while Maccabi will want to win if they want to stay on the fight for the fifth place but they will always be dependent on other results uh, mainly the results from the game from Partizan and Fenerbahce to, to be able to allow them to, to be in fifth once all the, the games are done Maccabi has the home record of 14-2 as I just mentioned that is the best in the competition and they will certainly want to go into the playoffs after a win on this game and this will be an important win against a potential opponent in the playoffs but Real certainly can be a hard opponent how do you see this game unrolling Joe? I think this is going to be uh, an insane game uh, I'm really hoping to to see high level basketball uh, Maccabi has gotten us used to that uh, especially at home uh, and Real Madrid as we know they are inconsistent at times but I, I think it's going to be a, a very good game uh, I'm going to lean Maccabi here because they were kind of humiliated in the game in Madrid, losing by 33 points. So I think they're going to want to get that one back. And the way they've been playing at home, uh, I just hope that they can involve uh, Walter Tavares in high pick and rolls scenario uh, where they have to, to get him out so that they're able to, to get backdoor cuts and to score in the paint. But... I'm really curious to see how Real Madrid is going to guard their pick and roll. So I think it's going to be a fun game to watch, but but I'm expecting Maccabi to win. I think that uh, Real has the pieces to give a lot of trouble to, to Maccabi here, but I do think that Maccabi is playing better basketball between the both teams and playing at home, I think we need to favor them. They have a very good shot at getting this win. That will mean that uh, Real will be waiting for Barcelona game to see if they end in second or third place and we will be waiting to see who the, those two Spanish powerhouses will be facing in the playoffs. The next game on the docket is the Italian derby and that's a very good way for both Italian teams to end this edition of the EuroLeague with both being out of the playoff hunt. Virtus will be welcoming Milanos. Virtus has been 
competitive team, especially at home, where they have uh, eight wins and eight losses record. But uh, they come into this game in a bad momentum, losing their previous five games. When these two teams faced each other in November, Virtus won 59-64. But uh, as we know, this uh, Milano team is a totally revamped team after Napier arrival. What will determine the fate of this game, Dio? Uh, honestly, I think... The biggest factor is already known, and it's Virtus' injuries. Um, with the way Milano has been playing, uh, I think they are just the better team, and and they have the ability to go to go steal this game. Uh, without Milos and all the other guys they have out, I, I just don't see a way that Virtus can get this win. And especially with Milano losing the the first game, these two teams met. Uh, I think it's going to be kind of a revenge game. And I think they're going to take advantage of, of Virtus' injuries. So I'm expecting uh, Milano to, to win this one. Yeah, if I was a gambling man, that would be exactly what I'll be looking at. Virtus already had one win this year against Milano. Both teams don't have much to fight for. Virtus is struggling with injuries and they will for sure want to get their players healthy for the, their domestic competition. They have no reasons to, to take risks here. I can see Milan also getting the, this, this win. Let's continue. And in a game that won't have implications for this team's futures, FS that is already eliminated from the playoffs and the Monaco that is already locked on the fourth seat will be meeting each other in Turkey. This has the potential to be an entertaining game, depending on how the teams will be facing this matchup and how motivated both teams will be for this game. Both teams came into this game with a very similar net rating, FS with plus 2.6 and Monaco with plus 2.7, showing that these are teams that um, have a somewhat similar level, although one of them perform at a way higher level during the, the regular season. And that's why one of them is in fourth place and the other one, while having the potential to be in the mix to contend for the top four wasn't able to perform at that level this year. I think that FS, I'm assuming here that both teams will uh, be at their best. I will say that FS are favorite to win this game. I think they have a better team than Monaco. Do you, do you think that Monaco will be able to win the regular season with a win? Or do you agree with me and FS will be able to, to get this, uh, this victory? I think Monaco is going to be able to steal this one, honestly. Um... We know uh, all the struggles of FS uh, so far, but I don't even know if they're going to use all of their players. I mean, there, have been, there has been some, some mess in the domestic competition involving Shane Larkin and Will Clyburn uh, with the team. So I don't know how that's going to go. Uh, but I just think they have to be so unmotivated so uh, I think Monaco has a chance after losing to Partizan. I think Monaco has a chance to to get this win and to build some momentum for the playoffs. And beating a, a team like FS, I think it would give them just that. So I think they're going to try to do that, and I really believe that they can do it. Monaco certainly has a bigger motivation. I think that if all things are equal, I can see FS getting getting this win. But um, it's impossible to predict at the moment if everything will be equal heading into this game so we will need to wait and see it has the potential of being a very entertaining and a good basketball game but uh, we will need to wait and see what happens in uh, munich bayern will be receiving zalgiris bayern is 15 with 11 wins and 22 losses while this is a must win game for zalgiris in order to keep their playoff hopes alive interestingly 
Zalgiris will know heading into this game if they still have or not a chance to, to make into the playoffs. They need a loss from Basconia or from Fenerbahce. If both of those teams have won heading into this game, Zalgiris will be eliminated. Even if they win, they won't have a chance to, to make it. That's how the, the schedule was built and Zalgiris will have that information beforehand. If one of Fenerbahce or Basconia lost their games, Zalgiris will be in the fight for the playoffs and they will be needing a win here on this game to lock down their their pl- playoff position. In such a high-stakes game and playing a better brand of basketball right now, I will consider Zalgiris as favorites. What will they need to do to secure this win, Dio? Uh, they're going to need to be able to to withstand uh, Bayern's physicality. And I think Zalgiris is capable of doing that. Uh, even though they have gone small uh, these last few games, uh, I don't see Bayern having uh, the offensive firepower to punish them. So I think Zagiris uh, is going to be able to, to get a win here. And with Basconia facing Olympiacos, I think Zagiris has a, a great chance to make the playoffs. So they, they just got to be focused and do the job because I don't think there's a better, a better scenario for them than this. Uh, Basconia is going to face the number one seed. And Zagiris will be playing against a team that's no longer playing for anything. They're not going to be able to make the playoffs. They have a lot of injuries. So Zagiris has to take advantage of that. And they really need to win this game. Now that we already previewed the games of the three teams that are still in the playoff contention, Fenerbahce, Basconi and Zalgiris, is that our prediction that Fenerbahce and Zalgiris will be the teams moving forward? And in this case, with Fenerbahce locking the fifth place and Zalgiris being eight? I think so. Uh, I think that's the most likely scenario. Uh, it's unfortunate for Basconi because they, they had a very good season. But I, I really don't see them beating Olympiacos, so it's going to be tough. It's also possible that we will see Zalgiris being 7 and Fenerbahce 8. If uh, Basconi loses their game, Zalgiris wins and uh, Fenerbahce loses against Red Star. I will say it's it's on the table. It's possible. That will create a tie break between uh, Fenerbahce and Zalgiris, where Zalgiris has the advantage. And that will make Zalgiris end the season in 7th place. And if Maccabi would also lose against Real Madrid, in that case, Zalgiris could even end the season in 6th place. This will have quite a lot to, to fight for. This is a game that they must win regardless of everything else and uh, they must be focused and ready to perform in a game that they should and they must win against Bayern on the road. Partizan, a team that uh, already has a playoff lock, will be receiving Paratinaikus in a game between teams with uh, total opposite seasons so far. Partizan is preparing the, the postseason and they certainly will want to keep building on their good momentum. Heading into this game, Partizan won four out of their last five games being one of the offensive powerhouses in the competition. They rank first in offensive rating with 121.8 points per 100 possessions. I don't see Paratinaikos having solutions to stop this powerful partisan and I expect the home team to end the season in a dominant note. Do you agree, Joe? Yeah, 100%. Uh, I think Partizan is going to dominate this game. Uh, to keep building that momentum for the playoffs like they have been doing the, the last couple of games, so uh, I expect a, a huge partisan win. Uh, I think it's going to be a blowout. I think that crowd is going to be awesome, per usual. Uh, I just don't think Panathinaikos has a chance here at all. Yeah, it's it's hard to see Panathinaikos coming up with the solutions to face a team like Partizan at this point of the season. 
uh, we know that Exum loves to put pressure on the basket and we know that um, th- despite good it is being playing at a very good level and being quite of a good backup center. Paratinakus has been needing Papagiannis to be on the floor quite a lot to be able to compete and uh, this is a game where the, he can get into foul trouble quite easily and besides that there is just a lot of firepower on the partisan side. I think that they have all that they need to win this game against the Paratinaikos and this will mean that they will be on the fight for the, the fifth place depending on the results from other games with Fenerbahce and Monaco. It's time for Partizan to continue to build their momentum and to be prepared to try to surprise one of the top four teams heading into the, the playoffs and I will say that they will have a good shot to do so playing at this incredible level. We end with the game between Spanish teams. Barcelona will welcome Valencia in a game where Barcelona might be fighting for second if Real lost their game on the road against Maccabi or they will already be locked on the third place if Real won their game. Valencia will want to end the season and want to end this participation on the EuroLeague with another win but Barcelona has a superior roster and more solutions that should allow them to lock this win when these two teams played in Valencia the home team won 84-83 will Barcelona get revenge on that loss on this game Diogo? Yeah I'm expecting that Uh, obviously we don't know because Barcelona is always inconsistent but uh, I think they're going to be able to win this game Uh, and especially if Real Madrid loses I think they would be even more motivated to win but yeah, I just don't see Valencia being able to, to beat Barcelona twice in, in the same season. So I think Barcelona is going to win. I just hope that they can be consistent for for this final game in terms of being uh, being able to, to build some momentum for the playoffs because I, I really think they need it. Uh, because I think teams can, can feel that there are some stuff there in Barcelona that doesn't really work. And that's why the inconsistency exists. So they might see Barcelona as a, a better target for the playoffs. So I think they need to, to have a consistent game and to have a dominant win to prove that they are really that type of elite team. And I think they are going to be able to do that. So I think Barcelona is going to win. Very well. Let's end this episode with uh, our predictions for what we expect to see in the standings once this round is done. I can go first here. I expect Olympiacos to be first after winning Basconia or Real Madrid losing. I think both scenarios are possible and uh, I think this gives Olympiacos a very high chance to end in first place. I do expect Barcelona to be second because I think they they have the advantage against Valencia while I think uh, Maccabi are favorites against Real Madrid. Both games can end up with different results so there is a chance here to Real Madrid and Barcelona we know will be second and third. I think Barcelona has a better shot at being second but certainly won't be surprising if Real is uh, second as well. I'm leaning to Barcelona here so Olympiacos, Barcelona, Real Madrid. Monaco we know will be fourth. I have all Fenerbahce, Partizan and Maccabi winning. I can see Fenerbahce sleeping against Red Star, so I still favor them. So I have Fenerbahce in fifth, Partizan in sixth, Maccabi in seventh, and Zalgiris in eighth place. But I won't be surprised if we end up seeing Maccabi and Partizan dividing the fifth and sixth places, Fenerbahce in eighth, and uh, Zalgiris being seventh once it's all done. My prediction will be Olympiacos, Barcelona, Real Madrid, Monaco, Fenerbahce, Partizan, Maccabi, and Zalgiris. What about you, Diogo? Yeah, it's the same. It's the same. Uh, 
I picked Maccabi to to win that game against Real Madrid. So I think Barcelona is going to finish second. Uh, Monaco already has four, so uh, it would be Olympiacos, Barcelona, Real Madrid, Monaco. I think Fenerbahce is going to win, so Fener fifth. Uh, I think both Partizan and Maccabi are going to win as well. And then Basconia, I believe they will lose, so Zalgiris takes over for that eight spot. Let's see what happens, and this is certainly the best time of the year when uh, all the decisions are made and we are heading into the postseason where the champion will be crowned. Let's wrap it up and make sure you guys tune in on Monday when we will recap the games from round 34, the last of the regular season. We will bring you the full playoff picture. Subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Twitter at Itos EuroLeague where we bring you any news that break about the competition, must-watch games, injury reports and our daily trades in in the end of each day of the competition, bringing you all the highlights of the action. My name is Andre, and I'll be seeing you guys soon. Bye, guys. See you on next episode. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.